Welcome to the Healing Corner Podcast, where we're having honest conversations online in a safe place since 2022. Uh, last I checked, we are in six countries. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> we in six countries. That's what yes. I mean. So that's the thing that stands out to me. Shout out to everybody. <laughs> Shout out to everybody. We love y'all. Yes. yes. Thank y'all for listening. Continue to listen. Tell people about us. Come yes. be guests. Yes. Give us topics. All the things. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Healing Corner podcast. Uh, it is me, Coach Yams, here with my, co-ho- uh, my co-host, Deb, and we have a guest for you today, Norm, um, and we're going to get into a topic, but before we get into the topic, we're going to have everyone introduce themselves, and then we're going to get this conversation started. Norm, if you would, let the people know who you are. Norm Thompson from Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh I am who I am. I'm just a human being, great human being. I've developed into a great person, a lifelong learner, uh, love to move forward. And this topic we're going to talk about had me stuck for quite some time. But the uh, coach, love it and, and look forward to talking about it. Yeah. Deb, go ahead. For all of you who don't know, my name's Deb or Deborah Williams. That's my legal name. Um, I am a, a, the fellow coach on the Healing Corner podcast, as well as an intuitive consultant. I also do caregiving as well in my local area. If you're interested in knowing more about me, check out DebsHealingCornerstone.com. Yes. And then I am Yamana Mitchell. Uh, the internet knows me as Coach Yams, and I'm helping professional millennial women live on purpose unapologetically and help them to stop doing shit out of obligation because your life is your life to live and nobody else's. Um, in addition to that, I have a dance party virtually every Wednesday. But if you want more details about the things that I do, go to coachams.com. It's in our bio. Anyway, uh, today's topic with Norm is healing through hardship, a father's perspective on love and forgiveness. And so to get the conversation going, Norm, can you give us um, an overview of the topic of what you want to touch on your story? Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, the overview or the topic is uh, giving tough love to your kids when you know they're doing uh, the wrong, meaning gang banging, drug selling, whatever these streets have to offer them and they take it and run with it. Uh, My son was very successful if you want to call that success in a sense that he ran a crew, um, about 35 guys. He, he was the relay anchor, uh, for car ring. Uh, he had money laundering and counterfeit money, uh, moving dope, moving, uh, mortgage fraud. He was a very intelligent young man, uh, walked away from Purdue and, uh, in 20, say 2000. He was ambushed and he had his wife with him, eight months full term, and my oldest grandbaby with him. Uh, He was going to deliver product. You all know what it is. We don't have to go divulge that. And uh, they jumped in the car and he knew right away something was wrong. So first two shots rang out, hit him in the back. He was in the back of the car. Only thing saved him was the power seat. 
Uh, he asked them, please don't do nothing to my family. They said, F your family and everybody opened fire. And the backseat, the, the guy who was behind her uh, had two guns. So she grabs the oldest grandbaby, pulls her up front, covers her up, and she got hit 11 times. He got hit nine. Uh, in the interim or aftermath, uh, police came, detectives, instead of them calling EMTs, they pulled my son out of the car, you know, was taunting him. Yeah, you finally got got because they were looking for him for years. Uh, she bled to death and he said he could see her dying. If when the EMTs finally got there, they said, if you would have called us 20 minutes earlier, we would have saved the baby. Now, my oldest grandbaby got hit. But she got protected, so she got hit, took one in the leg and I think in the hip. And she got two in her leg or hip or whatever. And she survived, but he was in the hospital for about four months and uh, she died. So when I tell you tough love, at that point, it was real tough before that happened. We used to have conversations about changing your zip code, changing your attitude. You have too much intelligence. You can run, if you can run a crew and do what you do, you can run a business. I would beg him to open up a lawn care service. I really wanted him to do shaved ice because that was a very, very lucrative business that, you know, but he would, didn't do it. And, um, two thousand was 2000. He lived. Grandbaby lived. She said, Paul, Paul, I don't want to see you no more. Uh, you could have saved daddy. And took the little sister. I don't want to say their names, but said, no, we don't want to see you never again. You uh, please forgive me if I get emotional because this is a past experience. OK, nine years forward, forward nine more years, 2009. Uh, this young man gets shot. Before before the, the, the last. OK, 2009, he got hit four more times and survived. That's why they were kind of scared of him. He took three in the chest, two more, and he was living. I guess God wanted him to understand, I'm in control, you're not in control. So this last fiasco happened in May, but before that, God gave me five hours with him and my youngest grandbaby, uninterrupted laughter. Uh, he was in the Front room arguing with someone and God said, close your mouth. That's none of your business. So I was playing with my granddaughter. She said, oh, Papa, I bet you can't braid hair. I braided the doll's hair and she was laughing. And then she wanted something to eat and then she didn't want it. Papa, can you eat this? I ate this. And he said, stop eating her food, daddy. <laughs> so that was beautiful. And then he disappeared. A week, it might've been a week to three days later. We couldn't find him. That's not like him. And I knew what time it was because I told him, I said, you got two options. Prison, graveyard. Uh, two weeks go by. I said, I already know. But what I did not realize and what when we found him, they had shot him four times in his chest once in the head, pickled him in gasoline. And when they set him on fire, he exploded. 
but it was across the street where my mother still resides to this day. And I used to play on that five acre plot. That was, the, we were on the shift. It's now the first 48. His mother lost it. She's now dead. But you're talking about, even though God had saved me from this pain, when I went over there to see the site, I could see how they turned the truck around and backed him in. I saw the spot. I took a colorful little windmill and stuck it there. Then I laid down beside him. Talk to him. Talk to him where he was burned. I laid there and said, man, I told you. I told you, man. But that's okay. I don't know where God got you. I don't want to say you went straight to hell because who knows. And I laid beside it. People, if you have any of your kids, I don't care how old they are. I don't care if they male or female. If you don't show that tough love, that danger will come to your house. Because they was always looking for me, but I never was around his strength. Then after that, they had a vigil and didn't tell me. I always check on my mama. So I go in all these cars and I said, what's going on? Oh, they got a vigil over there. And I went and interrupted. I said, whoop, excuse me. My friend is going to preach. This is my son too. But the pain and the anger and the separation from your kids and your family. He left all his cousins and aunties, uncles and brothers. And he left his daddy. He was named after me. The picture you saw was us hugging. We looked like twins. I was just sporting a beard at the time. And God gave me this smile <laughs> to talk about it. And I met Coach Yam. And she said, this is what she does. And I said, you need to hear this. And men, if you're not tuning in, you should be tuning in. Because we hold too much. And before it's over with, maybe I can be a part of this, the coaching for men. Because men, we don't talk. I had to learn how to talk by talking to God. I had to take drugs and alcohol to go to sleep. I worked all the time. I don't understand how I did. I was a, I, I had a truck contract and I taught school. And God just, he's still doing it. He's still doing, believe y'all me. I go over to my mother's house. I drive by there now. It doesn't hurt as bad. She doesn't go in the front of the house. We was on an acre. The driveway's a block long. I still go by because I'm good. I'm good. I can talk to you in laughter now. It's gotten better. Don't get me wrong. Don't dismiss and screw that I'm a superhero. Oh, through Jesus, he puts the cape around you and over you in the shield. Now that's what I got. But we have to ask him for that. And if you've got any questions, we can talk. 
We can I talk. got a question for you. Sure. How long did it take from the time of losing your son to going through the the healing and forgiving of yourself and all of that? How long of a, a time span was that? Well, it, it was a 13-year journey because while he was doing it, I was going, I, I didn't want this for you. And the whole time, I was blaming myself. Oh, he, I know what he's doing and blaming myself, blaming myself. And uh, the hospital incident I just spoke about. Uh, when he was in the hospital, he's getting better. He could leave his room and I was pushing him. And then one of his little buddies came over and he said, Pops, let, let him push me. So I'm walking to the side and kind of behind, but I can still in the earshot, ear hustling, whatever you folks want to call it. He said, that bee better go get them birds. Y'all know what he's talking about. And at that moment, I lost 25 pounds. I was flying all over the hospital. My spirit was everywhere, everywhere, not everywhere, everywhere. It's like I had wings, but I wasn't off the ground. And he noticed. He said, what is wrong with you? And God said, call him Noodles. That was his nickname. I said, nothing, Noodles. I'm free. He said, free. I said, yeah, you just don't know. And I smiled and laughed with him until he disappeared at that point. I would see him, and all I do was grab him and hug him and kiss on his neck. He said, Pops, don't be kissing on my neck. I said, you can't tell me what to do with you. My seed. I'm not your seed. <laughs> so that's the deep and the depth of the beautiful release from self I would grab that. If you see the picture, I'm hugging him and I just kissed him and he was like, go on with that and started laughing. I said, well, I'll kiss you to the day you die because I didn't get that hugging and loving from my people. Mm -hmm. So, Coach Yam, it was, ooh, when I tell you I was blaming myself. This kind of guy, well, I go to work every day, work two jobs. Friday, I'm going to get that fifth of Jack. Go on, get me some something, something, something. And I'm in the house. Till I pass out and go to sleep. Wake up Monday morning, on time. I was a functioning drug addict alcoholic for 13 years. And God said, it's not your fault. I couldn't hear that. But when he did whisper it in my ear and lift my spirit up, I don't blame myself now. He was going to Purdue in hydraulic engineering. And this, my youngest son is going to be a preacher. So I did good things. So that's cool. If my grandbaby's on the phone with me, that's okay. I still got another little baby, little, little grandson, little Abram. Gentlemen, I'm talking to the men now. Quit trying to be hard. If you're married, go when you need to talk to your woman, close that door. If you got to get on your knees, get on your knees and tell her what's on your mind. Take heartache away and heart attacks and high blood pressure. 
Brothers, we got to get together and just say, hey, man, what's up? How you really feeling? We, as our culture, all oh, you ain't successful if you ain't got X, Y, Z. I said, no, I let all that go. I came here to Tennessee, got my own place. I'm ready to give it up. I said, I'll go get me a little tiny house or something. But men, 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 you got a son that's out there. Don't, don't try to be his friend. You got to be his daddy. You got to tell him. You're selfish. You, you're thinking about nobody but you. Especially if you ain't paying no bills and you're living in your mama's house or your grandmother's house. And you got 20, 30,000 in your pocket and the light bill ain't paid. Ain't no food in the house. Use the bum. Get out. And you say Thompson sent you. That's cool. <laughs> I'm not scared of them. I'm, I got my ghetto license. I had high school. I taught high school language arts. I had all them little, oh, coach, I need to talk. What? Man, I'm trying to get out. Well, just, yeah, let's rap about it. They knew about my son. Yeah, come on. I had always had a classroom full of kids. I said, y'all can't stay in this room. <laughs> y'all got to go to class. Mm -hmm. But coach, Deb. Looking like Normie, my sister, and Yams. I'm glad I met you. Likewise. But men, if your son is out there in the, or mother, you better get that tough love because he can bring that pain to you. They can come to your house and wipe everybody out. And the way they doing it now, they don't care. They, don't, they just shooting. So uh, I still feel good. I thought I was going to cry, but I already told y'all I might cry, but it took me all okay week to do. open the door before I got yeah. here. Yeah. I have any more questions, questions please yeah. ask. Yeah, I was going to say thank you for saying. I know Deb got a question. Go ahead, um, So I know you spoke a little bit about like how long it took for you to heal. Um, did that healing include your forgiveness? Like how long was the forgiveness stage? Because some people, they go through like resentment and guilt and stuff like that but then um when did you get to the point where you start forgiving yourself or forgiving the situation well see see i was raised by women a lot of women in my family so i was a womanizer my daddy wasn't no good either now i'm a self-confessed straight guy no whole lot of women chasing no more i had to forgive my father for not teaching me how to be a man. And in 78, like I told you guys in early that I broke down and told him I hated him because he didn't teach me anything about being a man. So I got that off my chest. Then I told him again at my brother's house on a New Year's Eve, he was there. And I said, Pops, you know, I love you so much that if you'd have told me to jump off a cliff, I would have. But the problem that I found is that you didn't know how to be a man because you wasn't trained either. Mm -hmm. You was the only kid, spoiled, rotten, raised by women. Mm -hmm. And that, that when I put my arms around him and we was back there and I was, I was chiefing back then. Chiefing, he didn't chief, but he drank it. <laughs> and I said, Pops, you know, I told him. And once again, I didn't have to cry because I said, I see the pattern and only thing education does for you is make you aware of yourself and your surroundings. 
So obtaining an undergraduate degree at Indiana University and going through all that stuff and traveling around with this uh, Afro-American Arts Institute, it opened my mind to understanding the psychology of life and within your family. Uh, that's what the pattern was. So I had to break it. Did I break it? Uh, see, that's the problem. I broke it within myself, but I didn't get to share it and deliver it. But my son wrote me a letter from penitentiary. He was locked up for murder. He said, Pops, I love you so much. You taught me so many things that I never tell you. If I would listen to you, I wouldn't be in this place now. Mm. There again, that was kudos to say, you okay, you're getting far away from that. Now, that was the part that I had to single out, where is this pain coming from? came from my father's unawareness. It wasn't his fault. I didn't go back past him. And then all these women that I was raised with, you guys got some characteristics too. And being a young man to see those characteristics, yeah. <laughs> turn that energy on like I wish I would allow. And then it still happens anyway. Uh, my heart's been broke like everybody else. But to forgive myself and to forgive the person, for me, it was just forgiving the fact that I'm no longer lost because you feel lost. And young men who are very angry, they're lost because they don't have any direction. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in, I'm in, I don't mind saying I'm 64 years old. But when I go to work, they go, you ain't no 64 years old. I go, why do you say that? You don't look like it. You don't act like it. You don't talk like it. You don't walk like it. Mm. Really? Okay. You just have to keep moving. You yeah. can't let yesterday kill you. And like we've talked about before, how we sweep, blacks love to sweep stuff under because we were trained to do that. Me, I ain't going to sweep nothing under. I'm, I'm, my mouth is open. I'm trying to learn how to deliver it in subtle ways. Mm -hmm. Subtle. Mm -hmm. Not so direct, but direct. Mm -hmm. with, a, with a pillow fight versus a brick fight. That's all. <laughs> that hurt? Okay, don't hurt, but you understand what I'm saying, right? That's, yeah. And, 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 and I hope y'all understand the analogy. And I really like this. I really would love to be a part of this group. How much does it cost? Do I have to pay a fee? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't know yet. We'll, we'll figure a thing out and have a conversation. Oh, I know. I, oh, I got, Deb, I don't have your email yet, but I got hers. Okay. Uh, I, I, it, it, it's because this is a team thing now. It's y'all two women. But where's the man? Because the relationship or men and women, I don't care if you are in this new genre of same stuff. That's none of my business. I have a niece, nephew, and I think a couple of nephews and nieces. So what? That's between you, God, and whatever. But when it comes to love, love permeates. Norm, I wanted to um, see if you wanted to talk about your book, because I know you did mention that. 
And before you do that, I just want to say that I wholeheartedly agree with the fact that you, you wouldn't know someone's age when they've done the work, when they've worked on themselves, when they've healed themselves. It is like the elixir of life, y'all. Killing <laughs> will aid you in reverse, baby. Yeah, it ain't preserve no you. It It'll ain't preserve no you too. It will. Cause glow, and coaching and all that. Sure. Listen, you glow <laughs> all the things. I swear, cause I, I'm hmm, joining. I turned 38 this year. People are like you 30? Who? Yes, I'm almost 40, baby, and I feel excellent <laughs> because I don't carry other people's things around on me. I only have to deal with me and be accountable for myself. And it's such a beautiful thing. That's beautiful, yeah. isn't it? That's it's freedom. That's real freedom. That's success. That's it. Mm -hmm. and, 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 and even, even I would love to be married, but this new person, baby, I come home to a house. I want to be celebrated, not tolerated. Because I'm going to celebrate you. We've got enough out there yeah. to be worried about petty stuff. And then I'm not going to talk anything we got going. Ain't nobody else going to know. But now at this age, finding a woman, I don't want to say it's difficult, but I don't have that energy anymore to go, oh, hey, I said, and then I'm quick to cut you loose quickly. But to the book, like a mouse pissing on cotton. <laughs> it's, it's funny, ain't it? I swear. Because I can hear my grandmother's. <laughs> These are the little analogies. I'll slap you in the middle of next week. And I'll slap the cowboy out of you. And I, how can you slap me? I used to say, I'm a cowboy. How can you slap me <laughs> next week? And then the one killer was go in that room and act like a mouse pissing on cotton. I said, a mouse. But think about it. Mice live everywhere. Until you know you, until you see remnants, you don't know they're there. They can have families and all that. But when they visit their cousins, oh, we got a great place. Then the remnants come and you, you set traps. So with that being said, I'm gearing it toward your self-preservation. Uh, if you have any goals you want to set, keep them close to the vest. You know, the, don't tell people about <coughs> aspirations because they will be jealous of you and try to destroy. So the young people just want to get and tell I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Be like that mouse pissing on cotton. Be quiet. Do what you're going to do. And the people like-mindedness, they're going to come. Look who, look who I just met. And then I met Deb because she triggered a thought in me. She left my whole great doing business and whoop, I'm this, 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 and I do this. I said, skirt. Really? I like you already. <laughs> because of the energy. Yeah. Like a mouse pissing on cotton, go and get your degrees. Go and do all your learning. Go and do what you want to do. And don't divulge until it's already taken off. You're in the runway in your cockpit. You're only talking to the tower. Uh, is plane 485 ready for takeoff? Not yet, son. We're going to let you know we got a little turbulence. That person is the person who identifies with you, giving you the okay to take off. Once you're in the air and gone, eh, pretty soon, 
people are going to tell you your story. You don't tell it because you're, especially if you're black women or men, oh, I want to be a manager. I want to, uh-uh, don't tell them that. Uh, they ain't going to pick you. You got too much energy. You might take over the world. <laughs> ain't that what we're here for? To yeah. give off great light and great energy. And yeah. that's what the book is. I'm going to put segments in it of my period growing up. How I wish I wouldn't have said nothing to nobody about anything that I think I was going to do or wanted to do. Or then the little stuff we sweep under the rug. Like, wait a minute. I should have been notified in order to work on me as kids. Now we grow up with all this displaced anger. Like, why am I angry? You ever said that to yourself? Why the hell I'm mad? What am I? Who? People can get you mad like that. Nah, I'm in the hospital field. I hold enough education and certifications to run it, the department I'm in. And I hear, oh, well, you don't have this. Well, I don't need that. I got more than enough. Now, I got to tiptoe again and say, Jesus. But this is the year and I'm not hearing no no more. So that's what the essence of the book is going to be about for the navigating in today's Wi-Fi society. Shut your mouth, go to work. Then you get that ready for takeoff. But before then, all you're going to do is, well, Houston, we, we have a problem. What's the problem? Our engines aren't running anymore. Why? I don't know. You told somebody they threw a monkey wrench in. And it was your best friend. Could be your mama, your sister, brother, or your cousin. Somebody threw the monkey wrench. So be like that mouse pissing on cotton. (laughs) (laughs) Having babies. And when it's warm, go on outside and come on back in in the wintertime. I just want to know, is this going to be in audio format? And are you going to read it? Because that's what I need. I need your energy to read this book to us. Yeah, that's a thought. I love it. it. Yes, I will read it. Uh, I will read it. Yeah, I got a project now called Nine Steps on How to Become a Traveling Healthcare Professional. Mm -hmm. I wrote a book. I said, I'm going to put it in. Uh, what they call photo slide form and narrate it. Hey, take on off and do what you do. Yeah. This is what you have to look out for. So that's an idea. But the book cover is going to be an outline of the White House and then mice running in front of it. Hmm. Every page might go and then they stop and eat a little cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Like read the cheese when you get accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Graduated from high school. They said you wouldn't. You graduated from college. Yeah. You started your own business. Just take it off. More cheese. <laughs> Remember the book? Who stole my cheese? Yep. I was okay. just gonna mention that because I I, I, I read cheese. that book. Yes. Well, you gave the cheese away. You didn't even know. So just hand it out freely. Yeah, yeah, just make your accomplishments, eat your cheese, and feed your family. And your close friends, because you guys, I don't know how you met, but y'all have like-mindedness. 
And it's okay to give your thoughts and viewpoints to each other because you're not worried about destroying yams and yams. You're not worried about destroying Doc, Deb, which looks like Normie, my sister, oldest, one of my oldest sisters. <laughs> and now you got Norm Thompson to fill in the male portion of this healing process. <laughs> we got like minds. Why not? I don't care what you're saying. I'm pleading. <laughs> Audience, tell them to put me on the team. <laughs> I've been this way all my life. Oh, I, love I didn't it. have any big brothers. <laughs> I didn't have no big brothers. So if I got in trouble, I was either going to bust you upside the head and take off running or introduce <laughs> you to one of my sisters. And then they took care of me all the time. Well, tell your sister. I said, no, you tell her. I ain't getting involved with that. That's survival. Oh, yeah. I'm stupid, right? I know. <laughs> You are not. You have a bright spirit. You're fun. You're fun. And you're enjoying life. And that's what it's all about. Um, so we we are over time a little bit. Which I don't think nobody minds. No, it's fine. Um, but what I do want to do is go around and if anybody has a thing that they want to leave with the audience, uh, leave your tidbit and then we'll play an outro for you guys. And then we will be out of here. Sure. Thank you so much, Norm. No, thank for you. For sharing your story and being transparent and vulnerable because it gives other people permission to be able to do the same thing. So thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Okay. Uh, Tidbit time. Who's gonna go first? I'm gonna okay. save the best. I'm gonna save it for last. You okay. guys. Well, um, I, I just want to say I um, thank you again to Norm for having the, you know, being brave enough to even share your story, because I feel like this is something that we need to bring awareness to, especially when it comes to our culture and the males perspective. So all of our male audience out there, I hope that you guys benefited from it, even if it's not something that you had to do or deal with in your life, maybe an uncle a brother, somebody could benefit from it. Share this with them so that they can get some type of nugget from it and help them go through their healing process as well. So that's all that I had to say about it. Okay. And the thing that I will say is um, don't be afraid to be the person who blazes the path that you may not see already in existence. Sometimes you're going to have to be the person that does the uncomfortable shit to make way for other people to come behind you and do that same thing. Um, it might be your superpower. So lean into it. You got this. It wouldn't be for you to do if you were not capable of seeing the thing through to the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, well once again, ladies, coaches, uh, I was a coach in sports. Now I can be a coach, life coach. Uh, send me the application. I'll fill it out. I got you know, references, professional. <laughs> I just want people to understand that you only live once. The worst critic is inside of you. So when you calm that critic down and take light of everything that's happening, because you're only going to be a fleeting moment. And I discovered that through the power of Evaluation, understanding different reasons why. I don't know why it happened, but not putting yourself in the middle of the problem. So if you do have these issues, 
evaluate it. Talk to God out loud. Be slow, like the book says, quick to hear, slow to speak. And once again, I'm waiting on my application and uh, I look forward to being a part of this great team. I know y'all want me to create the Pink Elephant Lounge, but it's already <laughs> Thank, thank you, so ladies. Much. Thank you so much. And this thank you awesome. everyone who tuned in, like, share, subscribe. We got an outro and then we out this thing. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.